Hey everybody, welcome back to One Mic, where I watch shit so you don't have to. And today I'm here to talk about episode two of HBO's Laetitia, which is a French language show that comes on Monday nights. And I gotta say, I'm really into it. I I, I like the first episode. I, you know, I did a video for that. I mentally committed to doing the whole thing, but after you know watching the second episode, I'm re I'm really into this one. You know, I, th I think it's kind of sad that. You know, I, I watch this, you know, I watch stuff like Gamora and I try to tell people like, you know, you have no idea how good these shows are and you're missing out because of for whatever reason, whether it's, a, you know, an aversion to subtitles or whatever the case may be. But you're missing out on really good stuff. So, um, like I said, really enjoying this show, really enjoyed this episode. There's a lot of things that they're doing here that I, I like, but I want to focus on on two of those things. Uh, the first one being I always like uh, when shows or films kind of work their narrative backwards, right? So you start with the crime and maybe you even find out who did it at the at the very beginning, which is what we did here. We we know who did this crime in episode 1. And now in these 5 episodes that we have following, we're going to kind of like piece together how we got here. And that's a fairly common thing to do. That's that's not new to to television or film, but what I like particularly about what Leticia is doing is that we're not just filling in the details of what happened to her as it pertains to the abduction and the murder, we're finding out what happened to her in her her whole past that changed her and that molded the person who would be willing to engage in these sorts of activities. Because I like the fact that there's such a disconnect between how the foster parents think she was and how she actually was. And I'm not trying to shame her in any kind of way, but the foster parents in episode one made it sound like she was just like perfect, a perfect angel who never does anything wrong. And then... We see her getting interviewed. Well, not her getting interviewed. We see like five different guys being interviewed who all have something to say that is is contrary to that concept. You know, like I saw her off, you know, smoking weed with a 30-year-old guy. Uh, she was off having sex with, you know, some other guy who's not her boyfriend. Uh, you know, all these other kinds of things, right? And they are, they're doing a lot of work with the childhood. And I'm really enjoying the flashbacks to childhood as, as much as you can enjoy something that is so difficult to watch. But um, I'm enjoying the flashbacks to childhood because, again, they're, they're, paint, they're, they're letting us know this is what molded her into the 18-year-old who would engage in these sorts of activities. So, like, I, I really like that, that narrative, that, that backwards narrative building, but, you know, building up a, a character and a person and helping us understand the, her motives and her, 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 her background and her upbringing and how that affected or impacted the decisions she made on, on the day that she was abducted. So I really like that they're doing that. I think they're doing a great job of it. The, the flashbacks to various points in their childhood were kind of like moving forward like they were babies and they were like four. This episode, they're like four and a half and then they're six. And we're just seeing like this kind of whirlwind of uh, 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 difficult parenting combined with difficult <laughs> was a massive understatement <laughs> difficult parenting combined with like you know being shipped from one place to the next like we so we we now know that they they've been with their parents their their original birth parents this episode they're with like i think for, for a moment with the a grandmother then they're with the father again which was wild like how do you fucking justify like like the mother's like they said like you know the mother's having issues mental issues She's constantly going to a mental institution or whatever, and, and she's you know having trouble coping without drugs, and and because of that, we're gonna put her with her 
<laughs> we're gonna put the kids with their rapist woman beating father instead but you know with they're with the father and then at the end of the episode they're left with someone who i, I kind of like the ambiguity regarding whoever this person is because like you know I, I they've been kind of like shifted from like you know different relative to relative undoubtedly to foster care at some point and i'm wondering if like is th is this woman that he's that the father is leaving them with is she a relative is that his sister or is this just like some woman that he knows but uh you know we'll, we'll talk about him in a little bit a little bit further anyway um and then i also like how this show I, well i can't say this show but they did it in this episode i don't know if it's something they're gonna do in future episodes i don't know if it's something they did in episode one and i don't even i don't even actually know if they did it in this episode but it felt like they did it looked like they incorporated actual real news footage from the actual abduction case that was on TV back then. And they kind of like intercut it with like the real footage. I mean, I'm sorry, with the with the, the produced footage that they, they're doing for the show. So like there was footage that looked like it was actually from, I think, what was the, the like the 90s um, or something like that? I think 96 when this happened, something, something to, that, to, to that degree. But it would look like actual, like an actual news uh news broadcast where they're talking about what happened to her and then later they have uh what looked to be again real footage of a memorial and i was looking at like the sign that they were holding up and it looked like a different person than the person who's acting on the show and then they intercut that with the actual actors walking in a memorial holding up pictures that look like the actress but i think that's a nice touch because there's there's a lot of added just dread in this show when you keep in mind that it's it's that these things really happened and that this isn't fictionalized completely it's just dramatized and um incorporating the actual news footage was uh it, it just made it feel just it's it just a lot heavier and i i really like that i thought that was a great decision um okay so a couple of things i want to talk about as far as like the they're they're shifting from house to house right so i talked about the father uh he gets out of jail they put the girls with him inexplicably he you know loses his shit over being too stupid to understand their homework sounded pretty pretty basic to me but he struggled with it he loses his shit cursing them out they're six years old uh he gets them kicked out of their house i think i i also like this a, a brief side note i like how this show doesn't really necessarily hold your hand through these things like i'm not a hundred percent sure and i kind of like that but i feel like what happened is he got evicted and whoever was doing the eviction was taking an inventory of the things that were in the house, presumably things that would have belonged to him that he could take with him. And he's like, no, this is embarrassing. I'm out. And they end up sleeping like in a tunnel or something like look like under an overpass, something like that. And yeah, that, that, that's where you end up. You know, you put the girls with this guy who's been a piece of shit his whole life. And, and now he's got them living underneath a bridge. And now he's leaving them with whoever this woman is. Hopefully it's a relative, but it could just be some chick he knows. And then now we know present day they're with this foster parents, with these foster parents. And I question, I question the father. Um, the father is in episode one, he was kind of a dick to the wife. Um, I, I didn't really get that. And then I mentioned in my video that there's a moment where he's trying to like caress Jessica's face as she brushes his hand away. And then in this episode, we get what I again presume, like I said, they don't they don't flat out say who these people are, what's going on. They kind of like leave you context clues to kind of pick it up. But um, I'm supposing this is some kind of like former uh, child care worker for them when they were kids. They did a flashback to them. The, the, again, the, the, the conversation where they actually leave the girls with the father. And I believe it is the same woman. I'm not good with faces. Uh, but 
this childcare worker who comes over to check in on Jessica, which uh, is a very heartfelt thing to do. Like, you know, you, you might have, and, and you got to think too, that woman's probably got a lot of guilt on her if she decided that to, to place these two with this father and they end up like homeless and, and all other kinds of shit. And who knows what, what's being left, to what's going to be revealed over the course of these final four episodes of what happened to them uh, once the father leaves them with whoever this woman is. Like th th this childcare worker probably has a lot of guilt on who she's placed these kids with. And then she shows up to check in on Jessica, which I think is a very heartfelt thing to do. Like, you know, I've, you know, presumably she's followed these kids around throughout the course of their lives. And now one of them is dead and you like, okay, I, I, I want to go check in on the sister. The foster dad's being a fucking dick. Like, you know, just being rude to her saying, you know, it's inappropriate that she's there. The foster dad seems very intent on isolating Jessica from everyone else, which to me reads like he doesn't want certain information to get out. And then put that in hand with the fact that Jessica's also being very clearly, uh, I don't want to say deceptive, but like withholding information, right? So um, I, don't, I don't feel like Jessica's necessarily protecting the foster father. Uh, she might be, but uh, Jessica clearly, very clearly knows more than she's letting on. And I think that actually helps me understand Jessica's character more because I don't like when I'm watching something and, you know, the police are asking someone questions and they just don't talk. Like, I, like that's a feasible thing. Like, I can see somebody going through that to where they just don't talk. They just don't talk or they can't talk. But it, they do that so much that I'm just like, there's nobody who actually can just answer questions. Like, like they just sit there and be quiet or say, I'm like, say I'm not going to talk to you or I'm not ready to talk. Like, you just don't say anything. Like, I feel like that's really played out and that every single person doesn't do that. But then the, the child care worker actually says that. She puts that into perspective. You know, sometimes they just can't talk. Sometimes they can't find the words. Like, sometimes it is hard for them. And I, I thought that was interesting. And then you couple that with the fact that she's very clearly uh, keeping some sort of secret or secrets. And I think that's a that's an interesting angle there, too. So uh, I, I don't know what's up with the foster dad, but I, I, I feel like his whole... Uh, I don't, I don't feel like his sadness is, 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 is fake. I just feel like he knows or suspects that his behavior throughout their time living there or something that he has done to them or not even necessarily something, you know, incredibly bad, but just, I feel like he suspects that he has played a part in, 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 again, building this person who is Leticia, who put herself in the, in the position for these things to happen to her over the course of this day. So again, I'm really, really enjoying learning about the things that happen to her that make her into that person. Um, look at my notes here. What else do we have? Okay, I talked about the, the foster dad. Um, I talked about Jessica. Oh, oh, so a couple of things that I liked, uh, just in general, right? The acting from the guy that plays Tony is incredible. Like, this guy is scary. This guy is disgusting. Like, even when he's not being a crazy person, like in the scene with him and, and him and Leticia on the beach and he's trying to get her to smoke weed, even when he's not being crazy and scary, he's still gross and creepy. Like, there's just something about him. Like, no, there's no way anybody with half a brain should trust somebody like this guy. Like, this guy comes off like bad news all the time. And again, I keep harping on it. But we know Leticia's past has, has formed her into this person who was willing to spend time with this guy. And I'm really curious to like see 
the full picture because like this guy is a complete and total sleaze bag and he's gross. He looks like he smells bad. Like, like he's terrible. But when he's doing his crazy act, oh man, that guy is something else. So my hat's off to that whoever's playing Tony. Like that guy is that guy's doing some incredible work to the to the point where it's like, you know, like I hate this guy. And that is always indicative of an actor doing a good job and a writer doing a good job. Um, conversely, I, not conversely, additionally, I feel the same way about the father. Um, I hate the father. Like, like he's a terrible guy. Like, I want to kick his fucking teeth in. And again, that is indicative of great acting and great writing. And this guy is, uh, man, he, he's really, uh, really tough to stomach at times. Uh, so a couple, uh, a couple thoughts that I had. Um, I'm wondering about, so at the beginning of the episode, we see Leticia with some girl that we've never seen before, and they have like a really good relationship. I don't know if it's their best friends. I don't know if they're having a relationship. I don't, I don't know what their dynamic is, but they're very playful. They're having a great time. We don't know who this person is. It's definitely not Jessica. Well, her name's Lola, but you know, you might think that, uh, you know, the twins, you know, that might have like a, a, that kind of relationship, right? But Jessica's been saying this whole time that they weren't that close. And now we see Leticia on the beach with this Lola girl. We don't know what kind of relationship they have, but they're in a really good space. And then later in the episode, we go to present day, not, not even present day, the day of her disappearance. And she calls this Lola person. And I'm, I'm really curious who this Lola person is. Um, but all in all, I, I thought this was a great episode. Um, I'm, I'm really enjoying learning about the past. I'm liking watching how the, the police officer is kind of like working his way through this case. Um, I, I, they, they've, they've handled the idea that, and, and I talked about this again earlier, the, the idea that uh, Tony probably chopped her body up. Like they, no one said that explicitly, but you know, they, they have the, the, the fire where they found the, the, ha the hacksaw blade um, there, there was the situation where the cop talked to, I'm guessing like these forensics guys and they're like, yeah, the blood splattered. Um, and then, uh, you hear over the news, the news broadcast on the radio, which again, another good scene, uh, something that the mother should not have been hearing about on the news on the radio. Uh, well, basically what we already knew that, that she was, uh, murdered and they said that the body may not be intact. And I thought that was a, 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 a graceful way of wording something that horrific. So um, re really, really great work there. I, I love, again, how they don't really tell us certain things explicitly. They just give us enough information to piece it together on my on our own. And I like being treated like a smart viewer. I don't like being treated like a dumb fuck. Um, so, um, yeah, I think that's all I have to say about this episode. Again, really enjoyed it. I'm really enjoying this show. If you uh, are watching this video and you think the show is dope, you know, let me know in the comments. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you share. Tell your friends. Get the notifications. All that good shit. And when I say tell your friends, I don't. I don't just mean like, hey, look at this guy's YouTube channel or look at this guy's YouTube video. Like, tell your friends to watch this show, man. Because like, I, I really, it really pains me to be watching stuff like this and stuff like Gamora, and and it's like pulling teeth to get people to watch this. You know, if I come on here, and you know, I praise uh, Dave like I did for for season two of Dave. You know, those videos got plays. People were fucking with them. My uh, people on my Facebook are, are like, man, maybe I should watch this shit. Like they, they're more willing to give that a chance. And I wish we could get people to be more willing to give a chance to these foreign language shows and these foreign language movies that are incredible that, you know, are, are, are I again um, am assuming are being overlooked by the common viewer because, because of a, I don't know, a preference or well, not a preference, but 
you know, uh, not wanting to deal with subtitles. And, you know, we're not talking like, you know, we're not talking about reading a fucking novel here. We're talking like one or two sentences at a time. Like, this is the equivalent of, of uh, reading to a child. Like, this is like elementary school level reading here. Like, it, it's, it's a few words on the screen at a time. It's not like you have to fucking like really concentrate and you're going to lose all kind of like all your other senses cut off <laughs> if you have to read these words. So, Again, encourage your friends to watch stuff like this, man. Like, this is some really great stuff, and I think I think people will be uh, will be better off for it. So, um, I'll see you guys next week for episode three. I'm gonna try to keep trying to see if I can get the uh, subtitles, but it's looking like it's not gonna happen. So, I'm just gonna have to watch week to week on HBO Max. I, I was able to find the whole the whole six episodes from when they originally aired in, in France or at Sundance, and but I don't have subtitles, so um it's like we'll be here week to week so i'll see you guys next week next monday or well tuesday tuesday morning for episode three till then peace